what, what should you be doing with your life? Really, it's an intersection of three roads. You know, in Queens, you have the 73rd Avenue, 73rd Street, the mm-hmm. Boulevard, you get lost easy, <laughs> right? There's three intersections. One is what you're good at. The other is what you like. And the third is what the world needs. Once those three roads meet, that's what you got to do. The key is to first identify in every ch- child and every teenager a talent, something that they're good at and just keep building it up and just keep promoting it, just giving them that compliment, that praise. When you do that, then they could start feeling like that's what their talent is and they could do that with the world and they could really expand it out there. And welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday Night Programs with special guests. We have with us all the way from Staten Island, Ramenda Berlin, Baruch Chabad. Welcome. Thank you for having Thanks me on the show. Course. Big pleasure, big honor. Oh, you, read, you read the names of people who've been on the show. I'm so flattered oh, that you invited me. Thank you. Hashem. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for all that you do for Kali Israel. We're going to be talking about believing in yourself and others. But before we do that, if you give a little background about yourself and the great work you're involved with. Sure. So I was born in Ukraine. That's uh-huh. That used to be in the news until Israel. Um, and I immigrated in 1992. I went to a Jewish school. My grandparents said, we really want to send you a public school, but it's very dangerous from what they heard from their friends. So they said, we'll send you to a Jewish school, Yeshiva, Sherit Israel. It was on Ocean Avenue in um, in Brooklyn. But they said to me, like, in, you know, in the morning, there's Judaic classes. Just you could space out. You could sleep, you know, relax. And the afternoon is really when, you know, the real stuff happens. <laughs> and, of course, um, over the years, even as you're blocking out all the Judaic content, um, once I got to high school and I started like thinking a little bit about life and actually started paying attention by accident. Um, <laughs> so um, I got inspired. I went to Sinai Academy, which was, um, you know, it's just a great school also in Brooklyn uh, for Russian kids as well. And uh, once I went to college and I kind of got uh, out of the, uh, you have to not listen mode, I started to think to myself, wait, maybe they were onto something. So I started going to Shabbat tables uh, from different rabbis that I had, my rabbis, and bit by bit, I started to get inspired. And then 9-11 happened, and I was like, okay, the world's ending, so I got to, you know, be meaningful over here with my life. So I started keeping Shabbat and kosher, wow. um, and that's pretty much my background once I started becoming observant. Wow, and today, Baruch Hashem, you're involved with so many amazing projects. If you could uh, touch on Yes, yeah, so I, I, I use... I, I went for a journalism degree in college, and I figured that it's something that's really good for me, like it's interesting. And and when I got a little bit older, I started to think to myself, what am I going to do with this? So I started writing about celebrities. Before I was uh, observant, I started writing about, you know, the the shenanigans of the celebrities. Mm -hmm. And then I realized maybe I could use my writing ability to do something more inspiring, meaningful. So I started writing, I started a Jewish newspaper at Hunter College. Um, for the, uh, the, uh, the Hillel over there. And basically, you know, that's, that's how I started my career in writing, in writing and kind of like outreach and Kiruv, uh, bringing people closer to their roots, to their identity. That's, Amazing. uh, that was the beginning of my writing career. And today, Baruch Hashem, thank God, is, uh, is a beautiful, uh, newsletter. Yes. And and there's a sefer, which is the book that we have right over here as well. If you could tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. So about, um, 12, 13 years, actually 13 years ago. Bar Mitzvah. Yes, Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> 13 years ago, we, um, I, I, uh, 
there was a two people in our community who got into a little bit of a dispute. Mm. And my mother-in-law, Oliver Shalom, she said, why don't you write uh, a letter like Aaron the Cohen to kind of bring them together? Oliver Shalom, Shalom, bring peace. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. I said, great idea. So I sat down, I wrote a letter. I said how much the community needs the togetherness and the akhdut. And um, I sent it to both of these parties who were very much involved in this community. And one of the parties wrote back to me and... Uh, the other party didn't write back at all, but the other party wrote back to me and he said, well, you're a good writer. Why don't you write on something on a parsha every week? And I was like, what? okay, that wasn't my point. <laughs> you know, they, they never got uh, together, but, but you know what, Hashem, when you do something good for the, for the Jewish people, Hashem might not exactly apply it in that situation, but he might apply it somewhere else. So the guy believed in me. He said, why don't you write something? And so the next week I, Took a book, Talele Arot, I think it was. I copied and pasted, Plagiarism 101. <laughs> Just, you know, wrote seven uh, sentences and wrote my line commentary, sent it to seven people how, who I thought would like it. And um, that was that's how it got started. And today, 13 years later, I kept going. We have, uh, you know, thank God we have seven writers. Wow. We have thousands of uh, subscribers. And, you know, people are inspired. There's humor. There are stories. There is Musar, Halakha, a little bit of everything. It's like a shmorg. Nice. You know, it's like a buffet. <laughs> it's a different flavor for whatever, you know, speaks to you. And Torah, that's basically what we put, try to put out and try to get people inspired and, uh, you know, educated. So from these newsletters, all these years, uh, it evolved into a book? Yes. So, that, you know, a few years ago, um, basically, somebody came over to me again and said, why don't you put a book together? I also didn't believe in myself uh, that I could put a book together. It was a dream, a pipe dream. This is our topic, believing yeah. in yourself. And then you and, have somebody else who comes over and says to you, you can do it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I can do it. You think I can do it? Let me try. So uh, we put together something called Sweeter Than Honey, which is about 600 pages. Wow. Um, and it has a lot of the best articles that um, that we put out over the years. And also was able to sell, you know, a few thousand copies going around different communities. And, uh, you know, again, believing, even being rejected, some people say, oh, we don't want it. But just if you have a message that you believe that you can bring to Hashem's children, you have to be able to deal with the rejection and you have to be able to know that you're going to have to, you know, Hashem is, has your back. You just keep pushing and keep doing the right thing. And somehow, some way, Hashem is going to reward you and going to give you that opportunity to, to build Klal Israel and help his children. 100% true. It's so important. This message is very, very strong. And you see it yourself. Baruch Hashem, others believed in you. You believed in yourself. And you're trying to get others to believe as well. So let's uh, discuss that for a moment. Talking about believing in yourself, uh, how does it apply to uh, children? You know, as parents or as, you know, you're a rabbi with and a teacher as well. Uh, how, how do we give over, you know, self-esteem, I guess they call it, Right. Uh, you know, believing in themselves to do good things for Khalis for the Jewish people. So today, that's an excellent question, first of all. Um, it's a question everyone struggles with, uh, especially growing up in today's generation where everybody's trying to get uh, the kids' attention because, you know, this is like you get the kids when they're young, um, then, you know, they become like basically promoting you. Uh, whatever your cause is, you see now with uh, with Hamas and all the colleges and all that stuff is happening. It's the indoct indoctrination started many many years ago, right? So everyone's trying to get to the children and trying to really get to their fragile mind. And the reason why they're so successful is because the self esteem nowadays is so low. It's so like really down in the dumps. And what I do in in uh, Mazel Day School, where I'm the dean of students, 
is basically, you know, I used to teach English and then I started teaching public speaking. Mm. And people said, oh, wow, it's really cool. Public speaking, persuasive speeches, debates, this and that. I'm like, it's really exciting. I said, it's not really about public speaking. Public speaking is just a, a, a vehicle of really it's called self-esteem class, confidence class, because you're going to get up like a famous comedian once said that, uh, you know, there's the fear of public speaking is worse than the fear of death. Oh, so at yeah. a funeral, it's better. They'd that rather they, be in, in, the, the, yeah, in the box than the guy who's giving the, 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 the eulogy, the eulogy, right? Yeah. So it's, it's such a fear because yeah. people have such low self-esteem. They're being judged. So what you're doing here is that you're giving the kids this opportunity to say, you know what, get up there. Build yourself up, speak, present yourself. And those people who know how to speak well, present themselves, they have an unbelievable self-esteem. But you got to push them and you got to believe in them. You got to tell them you can do this. Um, so that's really what I started. In, and I love doing this now. I do it with the eighth graders, with the seventh graders. And it's funny. They walk in the fifth grade. They're these shy little kids. And then they stand at the graduation and they're speaking to hundreds of people and they're laughing and they're confident and that really is such an important skill that you can you can build within children is that having that belief that listen you can do it you have talents you have abilities go for it you know yeah. um, Rabbi Beryl Groschenfeld uh, the Rosh Hashiva of Machon Yaakov the Yeshiva that I went to he said your what what should you be doing with your life what should you be doing so he said really it's an intersection of three roads. You know, in Queens, you have the 73rd Avenue, 73rd Street, the like Boulevard, you get lost easy, right? <laughs> but um, there's three intersections. There's one, three streets. One is what you're good at. The other is what you like. And the third is what the world needs. Wow. Once those three roads meet, that's what you got to do. What you're good at, what, you're what good you at. like, and what the world needs. What the world needs. Put it all together and run after that's, it. Go that's what you know. So you have a talent. God gave you a talent. He gave me a writing ability. I got, come up there after 120. He said, well, I lo- wrote a, a lot of Lashon Hara, a lot of trash about celebrities. That, mm. That's why God gave me the writing ability, right? And I'd be, I'd be answerable for that. So, yes. you know, use that. If you're social, then, you, you know, like you could just be there sp- shooting the breeze, hanging out with friends, or you could go to the hospital and there are people or a nursing home and people who are lonely and you could do chesed that way and you could build, you could help people Whatever out. Whatever skill a person has, they can use it for good things. Right. So the key is to first identify in every ch- child and every teenager a talent, something that they're good at and just keep building it up and just keep promoting and just giving them that compliment, that praise. When you do that, then they could start feel, feeling like that's what they their talent is and they could do that with the world and they could really expand it out there. Beautiful, powerful, true, true, true. One concern that comes to mind is that if you build so much quote-unquote self-esteem and believing in others and making them believe in themselves, we might fall into the issue, which is, uh, you know, they might become uh, show-offs. You know, in Judaism, we're not big fans of Gavtanim and Gava and all that stuff. In the Muslims, from the, the holy books, they tell us about you have to be you have to be extra careful with that. How do we answer such a question or concern? Absolutely, actually, it says well, in Pirkei Avot, right? It says meot meot, very, 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 very. Right? That doesn't say anything about any other midah, any other trait. It doesn't say humility. Like it's really top of the top of the line. Um, and it's true. It's, it really is true. Sometimes people feel, you know, I was speaking to a professional, a mental health professional about, you know, children and this and that. And I said, what if like exactly your question? What if a child or somebody feels like you, you don't want to make them feel like they're too great? Right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> right. So he says, you know, he's, a, he deals with a, a lot of people who have issues. He says, when you get to that level, I have not seen people at that level nowadays. Oh, wow. Nowadays, as people are just struggling to get up in the morning and do something productive and meaningful with their lives. So they're lacking that, uh, 
self-esteem and positivity. They're, yeah, they're lacking it. And even people who are show-offs, right? The path of the just, which we discuss every week in the Torah suites. Uh, you know, it's, it's just one of the way, low self-esteem is people who are show-offs. It's really they have low self-esteem. But they have to really puff themselves up because on the inside, they're so empty. Shallow. Right? So it's not like the Gava is not even coming very often Back in the you know in the day, people had that feeling because they felt they're too great, they're too amazing. Today, people feel they're so low. I really feel it's not so much of an issue nowadays. Now, if a person gets to a certain level and they start to feel like you know I am the most amazing person, so you had that famous line that you have to walk around with two pieces of. Um, Paper, one in each pocket. Right. 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 I, for me, the world was created. Exactly. And then, uh, yes, I am, but, but dust and ashes. Um, and the other, the other pockets for the world was created for me. Right. So once you get to that level, when you feel like you're so amazing and the world's created for me and you start being selfish, then maybe it's time to take out that. <laughs> but first, let's work on the, uh, you know, getting ourselves to that level because way too many people, unfortunately, see are just not feeling that they they matter. And what they do makes a difference. And the opportunity that we have in the short life to really, really make uh, this world a better place. There's so many people who use their talents for evil. Let's learn from them. Let's learn from them how to use our talents for good. Right. Um, and I think that's really what it's about at this point in the game. Very inspiring. 100% true. And uh, that's with regards to believing in ourselves, I guess. How do we inspire others to believe in themselves? How do we give it over? So the power of words... That's really very, that's where it's at. You know, um, the words that you, people told you. Yes. They, they said you could yes. do it. You should do it. And, and that encouraged you. So Absolutely. It, and and then there were people who were naysayers and said, oh, you have to know all of Shas, all the all the Talmud before you start writing anything. I said, really? So they <laughs> really should like eliminate all these influencers nowadays. Like if you have a talent, you know, the difference between Orsameh and Isha Torah, Isha Torah really believes um, that you need to, you, lo- you know, Aleph, teach Aleph. Yeah. Right, and Rosameh felt like you know that was the real <coughs> dispute over there. Is that it's like a kiddush cup? You you fill yourself up, keep filling yourself up, and once you get to the top, it was going to overflow, and automatically your good character and your inspiration is going to rub off on others. But nowadays, like the Isha Torah mindset, there's so many kids who are lost, and you know this firsthand that are in public schools. You know something, teach it to someone else. Right, 100%. there's no waiting for that perfect moment until you're perfect Talmud Chacham and that, now you're ready to go. No. You, you you got something? Go out there and inspire. So, um, you know, believing in others and saying the right words is really what it's all about. Um, you ha- tell people you have a good soul, you have, you, have uh, you know, these abilities, you're funny, you're charismatic, you're special, you know, like, and really mean it and find something good about them. You know, I was telling you earlier, but it's really the rice experiment. You can look it up online. Um, basically, there was this... Um, science experiment that was being done take two jars of rice and one jar basically close it up put them on the shelf for a week and every day come up to each jar of rice and give them a different message and that's what somebody actually did many people did this so you can check it out and in one uh, one of the things of rice he'd say you know you're amazing you're beautiful i love you you're so delicious etc whatever it is and you keep saying that every day for a couple of weeks and the other one, you come over and you say, you're ugly, you're disgusting, I hate you. Negative. Right? Negative stuff, like, ill, you know, whatever it is. And what they found, and this is unbelievable, this is rice, right? This is mm-hmm. rice. They found that the, the one that you talked badly to, they talked down to, it started to rot wow. after a couple of days. And, and rice, does, last time I checked, rice doesn't have feelings, right? So how much more so human being that has feelings and is, is, is a creature who, like, is a soul inside, you give them that support and that wonderful 
wasn't for compliments, you'll see how much people can start believing accomplishing. Beautiful, amazing, very inspiring. It reminds me of the fact that on Shabbat, on the table, we have the challah, we have the bread, and we cover the bread. What's well, the reason we cover the bread? Because we shouldn't embarrass it. <laughs> it doesn't have feelings. What's, what does that mean not to embarrass it? Usually we will make hamotzi, the blessing for bread first, but because on Shabbat you have to be kiddish, you have to, you know, mikad, you have to make, sanctify the day. So we do it on wine first. So in order not to embarrass the bread, we, we cover it. So how much more so if we are worried of the feelings of inanimate objects in a sense, the bread, how much more is it with regards to Ben Adam between man and his fellow man? So beautiful words, Rabbi. Remendel Berlin, very, very inspiring, amazing. You know, I got to get the book a while back. And then I remember recently the rabbi came to speak in our Shua Charm Circle. Thanks to Yitzchak Yakubov. Shout out to him. My student. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have a Minaga custom. You said so many beautiful messages. Uh, one final message uh, for our audience. For our audience. Wow. Final message. There's so much to say. Um, and if anybody's interested, you yes. can actually how, sign up to the how newsletter. How do they sign up? Yeah, let's yes. Hear. So it's uh, torahsweets at gmail.com. T-O-R-A-H-S-W-E-E-T-S at gmail.com or you could sign up by going uh, by um, texting 718-675-9370 718-675-9370 you could also get videos uh, Rabbi Mirov is going to be on hopefully uh, shortly Sounds um, inspirational uh, short videos for the Shabbat table and and it's very interactive like I said before it's a it's a buffet of Torah thought and there's really a lot of good stuff that you could extract longer pieces shorter pieces deep deeper lighter whatever we try to cover all ground. Amazing. Amazing. So um, I guess I'll quote something that um, we wrote in the book, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein. He said he overheard Barrel Wine. friend at Chazak, yeah. So he overheard <laughs> Barrel Wine uh, give a story. He said when he was younger, uh, he visited um, the uh, Yad Vashem, right. uh, the, the, the Holocaust Museum. And, you know, he um, he tells a story based on this uh, Parsha Shmot, which is, uh, you know, we're going to read the Shtefer Shmot. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He's called Moshe. That's his name. Why does Hashem use him, use that name for him? Right? Batya, so the daughter of Paro, pulled him from the waters. But was that his Jewish name, though? It wasn't no. his Jewish name, right? His no. Jewish name, he had the Vigdor and Tuvia and all these names, right? So, and even when he, the burning bush, uh, the whole story with the burning bush, Hashem calls him Moshe, Moshe. So why Moshe? Why is that, why is that his name? So we know that the whole story of Moshe is that uh, he really could have been... Uh, you know, destroyed. He could have died, drowned in the in, in the, the uh, in the Nile River, but he was saved. So when Rabbeinu Wine, he says as the Torah, he says when he was in that Yad Vashem, he walks into a room and there's this uh, candle and names are being said: mm. Hillel Cohen, H three uh, Vilna, Miriam Goldberg, H seven uh, this place, right? And he hears a name, names, names until you can't take it anymore. You run out of the room. This is a single a single candle over there. And Rivera Wine, he says that he he's of the, of the age, and you, he, he starts thinking to himself that it could have been him. Wow. He could have been there, right? And he runs out, and it's 1.5 million children who were murdered brutally in a, in the Holocaust, the Nazis in Machshemal, right? It's it's terrible. And he he was he survived, he survived. So he comes out, he says, "What am I going to do with my life? Hashem didn't just keep me alive for nothing." So that's exactly the message that Hashem was telling Moshe. Hashem was telling him, Moshe, Moshe, you, you could have been eaten by the alligators. You could have drowned in the Nile. I saved you. Do For something what? with your life. Do something. Don't just be... Build. Wow. Make a big difference in the world. You have that ability. Powerful. Hashem gave you those talents. Use them. Maximize them. And you'll make this world 
a much better place to live in, Mitzvah Shem. Things that come out of the heart enter the heart, and the, the positivity is 100% true. We feel it, and we are forever grateful and thankful to you for your great work that you do for Klaus and the Jewish people. On behalf of Chazak, we appreciate you joining us. You so we much. want to thank uh, everyone, all of our amazing viewers. Uh, Chazak Torah Talks, Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, chazak.org, C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org, slash live uh, for special guests. Uh, dedication opportunities are always encouraged and welcome. Uh, you know, suggestions for future guest rabbis are welcome as well. Info at chazak.org, info at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Special thank you to all of our podcast players that host uh, Chazak Torah Talks. A special shout out to our friends at Torah anytime. Uh, special thank you to daily giving. A dollar a day really goes a very, very far away. We see it uh, ourselves at Chazak, one of the benefactors of uh, daily giving. So we encourage everyone to be a daily giver. Check it out. And a very special thank you to all of our supporters and sponsors and amazing staff and board members and the dedicated staff. It's just unbelievable what's going on over here at Chazak. Baruch Hashem, so many Neshamad lives are being touched and saved and inspired and changed. So we encourage everyone to be a part of the revolution. Be part of Chazak, C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org, slash donate. Every dollar makes a very big difference. And Bezat Hashem will be able to do much more good for the world. And Bezat Hashem will be so glad to see the Gilulashlema, the complete redemption. It should come by Merav Minus Milner. Amen, Amen. Eshkach, Amen, Amen. Eshkach. Eshkach.